This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Thursday, August 27th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Brad Johnson. Brad, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good today. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. Today's a special episode, because it's actually episode number 100 this season which is a fun, completely arbitrary milestone (laughs) for us. But uh, still pretty exciting after what was a really crazy idea this spring to do a daily fantasy podcast. We're uh, we're most of the way through, and we've done 100 now. And I'm uh, some weird combination of really proud and then also just like, wow, that's a lot of time (laughs) spent doing (laughs) a podcast. But it's been good. It's been good. I can relate to that. I do a lot of DFS writing, and uh, the, the picks just start to get a little monotonous. Uh, there's only so many ways to say certain things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're going to do DFS picks for Thursday, the 27th, and we were just talking about it's a weird day, and we say that sometimes, but this is one of the weirder schedules we've done all year, actually. Um, there's early games and late games, but the early games aren't really bunched together. They're kind of staggered, so it made the the slates a little bit weird, depending on your format. Yeah? Yeah, so DraftKings has it split up. you got four early games. They've dropped the Chicago-San Francisco game entirely, uh, which is kind of a shame. Uh, that's uh, some good matchups in that one. Mm-hmm. And uh, FanDuel's lumped them all together. It seems a little bit backwards to me since FanDuel doesn't let you edit after the first game starts and DraftKings does. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a little hard to put together a FanDuel roster today for that early slate. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, again, it's weird. It's staggered. But uh, we got an early game. Los Angeles at Cincinnati starts 1235 East Coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, yeah, there's a regular late slate. But and then slates are that big. I don't know. I actually had some trouble with some picks. Let's go ahead and get into it and, and figure out what we got. Uh, it should have options for both. But, um, Brad, where do you start at catcher? Yeah, so with that early group, it really, especially if you're on DraftKings and you can't pick Buster Posey against Dan Heron, mm-hmm. uh, Yasmani Grandel against Anthony DeSclafani. He's supposed to be back in the lineup today. Uh, mm-hmm. He's been a little bit banged up, and they're also facing lefties. He usually sits against them anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they got righty back on the hill. Good park for power. Uh, it's really the only guy I'm looking at from that early slate. Yeah, it's, it, you know, Buster Posey, like you said, if you can get him against Stan Heron, you have to pay for it. And then it's really not a lot, catcher-wise, uh, up up front. Um, I would agree. I usually like Grandal whenever he's healthy. And I usually like picking against DeSclavani at home. He has this really weird home road split where he hates pitching in Cincinnati. 5.85 ERA at home, 2.60 ERA on the road. And it's over 10 starts in each, and I'm not sure how much I really buy into it, but it's definitely weird. Uh, and it's a good sign now, because he's pitching in Cincinnati, so I'd say go for it, you know, with uh, Grandal for sure. I had one other name I liked. I think there's going to be a very popular stack. I'm in on going uh, basically any Angels you can find mm-hmm. against Randy Wolf. Um, not only is Randy Wolf left-handed, he's bad. He's real bad. He's also a fly ball pitcher, and those angels love them. Uh, yeah. Justin Verlander notwithstanding yesterday. Yeah. Uh, the Detroit's become one of those staffs that you just stream against. Uh, the bullpen's not great, and the rotation's gone really badly. Um, and I actually like Chris Iannetta, kind of, 
who's never been that inspiring of a, a hitter. He's been better, but this year he's uh, kind of hitting lefties, actually. 732 OPS against lefties, which doesn't light the world on fire, but it's better than what he's doing against righties. Uh, 222, 351, 381 against lefties in, you know, 77 plate appearances. Uh, he's always kind of hit lefties. If you want to go a little sneaky and just basically get a guy that can hit Randy Wolf or at least be in a lineup of guys that might hit Randy Wolf, you're going to have to check and make sure he gets in that lineup. That's not a guarantee, but right. I would consider Ianetta as a sneaky pick there. Yeah, it's a good one. He also yeah. has an 803 OPS against flyball pitchers. Yeah, so if he makes it in the lineup, I like that. Uh, I don't think it's better than Grandal. It would just be more of an no, option to... Not. Ianetta's to go, hitting 188 on the season. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason. Yeah. Um, it would be if you don't want to pick the obvious guy, which to me, I think there's a strategy to that in these small slates, you know, especially mm-hmm. if you have four games, maybe five. I think a lot of people are going to be on the obvious ones. And so you want to go somewhere, have a plan B somewhere. Um, and so I like that. Other than that, yeah, uh, not a lot of catchers here in the early grouping. How about in the late group? Who, who would you use behind the plate? Uh, it's still pretty ugly for catcher. I teased out five names. Two of them are on the same team. And mm-hmm. one of them I'll just mention now, Carlos Ruiz against John Neese. It's not a pick I like. Yeah. I'm not proud of this one. Yeah, but, uh, it's tough. Neese is a guy who is hittable. Uh, and Ruiz has faced them plenty of times, should have enough experience. He's hitting decently of late. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of a, a cheap fade. More than mm-hmm. anything else. Yeah. Anybody you're more excited about? Uh, Travis Darnold, I think, is the most exciting of the group up mm-hmm. against Aaron Harang. Yeah. Uh, he's a good hitter. Uh, he sat yesterday. He'll be in the lineup today. It wasn't from injury. He was just getting a day of rest. You know, it's a, a good park for uh, his power, uh, which he has some. Uh, not Obviously not big power threat, but can pop you know, 10 to 15 home run pace easily. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, you know, a good matchup against a guy who occasionally struggles. Yep. Um, did you have Francisco Cervelli at Justin Nicolino? I did. Uh, the concern there, uh, he has some sort of foot injury. Yeah. And uh, not clear if he'll play today. He sat yesterday. Yeah. Uh, might, might need another day or two before he's back in the lineup. Yeah. Um, who else did you have? Uh, one of Giovanni Soto or Tyler Flowers against Rowan Elias. Yeah, which is not that exciting either, nope. but you're just looking <laughs> for a body against the Mariners. Yep, the, the Chris Iannetta of the late group. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have one that's even deeper, and you're going to have to bear with me here. Uh, I'm going to make right. your Carlos Ruiz pick look good, but check this out. J.P. Aaron Sibia came up for the Rays, and he Ooh. gets Tommy Malone. I don't know that he's going to start. I don't even know that he's catcher eligible. It depends on the format. And he's not even in DraftKings. So he, <laughs> he's not in FanDuel either. Okay, so, I dug okay. too deep. You dug way too deep. <laughs> I dug too deep. Uh, well, I thought he was interesting because among his flaws, he can kind of hit lefties and he hits Tommy Malone. But uh, not not eligible anyway. I don't know. If he goes off and hits two home runs today... <laughs> gonna have some words. Yeah, you could shake your fist at the sky. <laughs> that's impressive. I didn't. That, that might be a first in episode 100. I, I pick a guy who's not even eligible. I'm not sure what to pick them. You went Travis Darno in the late group, but I just was looking at rosters and he just came up yesterday or the day before, and I was like, 
man, if he's catcher eligible and he gets Tommy Malone and leave it to a team like the Rays to use him. But, uh, yeah, no. Catcher's ugly. Uh, I think it's Grandall in the early group and Darno in the late group. And then there's some other plan Bs. But, yeah. but yeah, that's the, that's where you want to go. Um, how about first base? Did you have more luck at first base? Uh, I had a lot more luck, especially in the early slate. Just yeah. a lot of first basemen to yeah. turn to today, uh, surprisingly so. Yeah, I have uh, a bunch in the early group and not many in the late group. <laughs> yeah, I, I have the same. Uh, just one guy really in the late group that I like, and a couple uh, bargain picks. Mm-hmm. So running down the, the options, um, Miguel Cabrera against Shoemaker, uh, Edwin Encarnacion against Giovanni Gallardo, mm-hmm. uh, Adrian Gonzalez at Cincinnati against Dace Lafani. Yeah. Albert Pujols likes fly ball lefties. He's up against Randy Wolf. Yeah, that's going to be an obvious one. Or a big one. Yeah. Uh, a couple uh the, the standard Royals picks. Uh, Eric Cosmer and Kendris Morales against Chris Tillman. Mm-hmm. And then um, maybe the less popular option available, Mitch Moreland against uh, Marco Estrada. Yeah. Uh, Estrada is continues to be good i feel yeah, like i haven't talked about him in a while well. but hasn't suddenly turned into a fluke hasn't started allowing a million home runs again like just been a good pitcher i don't know so i think prince fielder or mitch marlin can hit him but not as exploitable as you would have thought you know? yeah and i would stay away from fielder he definitely prefers ground ball pitchers by a pretty sizable margin mm-hmm. and uh strata obviously fly ball pitcher so. yeah yeah uh, how about, do you like Chris Davis against your Donovan Ventura at all? Uh, yeah, I don't mind it. Um, it's a little less exciting to me, uh, just cause he's, he's a pure power threat, whereas with like Hosmer and Morales, they'll, you know, give you some singles and doubles, mm-hmm. and dump them all over the field. Um, with Davis, you're counting on him to hit it out of a very large ballpark, yeah. and that's how he generates his points. He has a low floor. He's either gonna go all in or, yeah. Um, also, you can consider Brandon Belt getting Dan Heron yes. if you get the, uh, if you get that in your early slate, depending on your format. Uh, Edwin is just incredibly red hot right now. 21 game hit streak, home runs in three straight. It was a grand slam on Wednesday. He's en fuego. There, oh, there's yeah. not many guys, uh, as hot as he is right now. I'm not sure if you buy the hot streak, it means that you have to go with him, but he'll get, uh, Giovanni Gallardo, which is, an okay matchup. He's, you know, pretty competent, but I still think he can hit him. He can still run into one, you know. Not a guy I'm rushing out to line up against, unlike uh, the Albert Pujols pick, which I am pretty much all over. Uh, <laughs> I think that's, I don't know, that, that's my favorite stack of the day. It might be too obvious, but I'm going to take most warm bodies in that Angels lineup, including uh, Pujols. Should should be a pretty big one there. Um, do you have anybody else at first base that we didn't touch? Uh, not from that early slate. The Late group, uh, moving along. Uh, Jose mm-hmm. Bray, who's the obvious pick up yeah. against Elias. Uh, good against lefties, good against fly ball pitchers. Uh, mm-hmm. Elias isn't really, he's kind of neutral on that, but, uh, does have a couple pitches that rate as fly ball pitches. Yep. And then, uh, you know, good park for him again. Uh, he's been a solid producer all year. We've talked about him a, a few times. Uh, a little yeah. bit disappointing just because he didn't get back to that elite ceiling that he had last year. Yeah. Uh, he's still playing very well. Uh, 24 yeah, exactly. home runs on the season. Expectations uh, are just a little RBI. high. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, he's, he's doing fine. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, I also tried to get a little deep in this late group because there wasn't a lot else that really stood out. And you could go with someone like 
Darren Ruff of the Phillies yep. against Jonathan Nice. It's one of those uh, digging picks I found. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, all he does is hit lefties, and by that I mean he does not hit righties. Yeah, they <laughs> don't been, even let him try. <laughs> yeah, he's been bad. Um, so he's going to get Jonathan Neese. Uh, that's The problem with matchups like that is I don't expect Jonathan Neese to go that deep, so we right. might only get two chances against him. Um, so I don't love it at all, but I could see it. Again, you're going to be in a five-game, six-game slate, pardon me, uh, you want to be a little creative and get some points somewhere that other people aren't. And that would be an option if you don't love the other guys at first base. Um, who else did you see in the late slate? Uh, the other just kind of bargain basement punt that I've noticed, uh, Daniel Nava against Tommy Malone. Okay. Just another option at the very bottom of the price sheet. Yeah. Uh, if you're trying to save money, don't want to go with Abreu. Yeah, and I could certainly see the Rays scoring runs against the Twins. You know, yep. Tommy Malone's not great, and the bullpen's very okay. So that's that's a body for sure. Yeah, it's it's Jose Abreu in the late slate, and then after that, I don't know Logan Morrison against Rodon. You don't really want that, you know. <laughs> no, you don't want you don't want a piece of that. Um, you want Joe the, Maurer. Like the only other exciting name is uh, Paul Goldschmidt, who's obviously pricey. Mm-hmm. And I guess you could try Mark Trumbo if he qualifies there. Uh, he doesn't draft Kings. Yeah. Uh, he's, uh, that would be okay. I'd be all right with that, actually. I, I listed him in the outfield just because he gets a lefty and hopefully should make it in. All right. How about second base? How, how does your groupings look? Kind of a, an inversion of first base. Uh, just a couple options I see in the early group and then uh, more choice in the late group. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I... I don't even feel too strongly about either of these. Uh, Ian Kinsler against Matt Shoemaker. Right. Uh, just kind of a, a standard boilerplate matchup against a mid-tier pitcher. He's mm-hmm. uh, had a rough season. I He has good ceiling, uh, low floor. Uh, so there's a wide range of possible outcomes uh, against the Tigers today. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I also like Chase Utley uh, getting a righty finally at uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, should make its way in there. And again, I like the Dodgers uh, in Cincinnati. I think this weird, bad home split for a day should go well for them. Yeah. And I think we're probably seeing uh, park factors come into play with that home run road split. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the central parks are fairly spacious, uh, whereas Cincinnati's is second best for power in the league. Mm-hmm. I wrote, I would have had Rugnetador against Marco Estrada, mm, yes. but he is hurt. He ripped his fingernail off on one of his fingers on a play, and he's out yep. for a few days. It sounds gnarly. It does not sound fun. Um, so he's not an option. He could come back soon, but I don't think he'll be back today. Uh, otherwise, I would have liked that. Um, do you like Jonathan Scope against Jordano Ventura? Yeah, I don't mind it. Uh, same caveat as with, uh, Chris Davis. You're picking him because he has a lot of power. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't really dump too many hits around the field, and so it's not a great matchup park-wise. Uh, I don't want to go too invested with, uh, home run picks at Kauffman Stadium. Yeah, basically. Um, how about in the later group? Did you have more options there? I did. Uh, a couple nice ones off the top. Uh, Brian Dozier against Drew Smiley. Smiley's mm-hmm. been pretty meh since returning from the disabled list. Uh, yeah. Not surprisingly, I didn't think he'd pitch again this year. So, uh, rushed back a little bit, in my opinion, and uh, you know, the results aren't really there as a result. Yeah. Uh, Brian Dozier obviously loves to face those lefties. Chuck Kennefield's not great for his power, but 
he can still do plenty of other things besides uh, hit home runs. Yeah. And then opposite side of that matchup, Logan Forsythe against Tommy Malone. Yes, always uh, popular. Likes his lefties. Yes, absolutely. And uh, on DraftKings, he's actually first base eligible, and he might be the guy to pick uh, from that late slate rather than uh, going with a Darren Ruff or Daniel Nava. I can kind of see that, yeah, as an alternative guy. We do like Forsythe when he gets a lefty for sure, and Tommy Malone is nothing special. So, yeah, I like that. Um, and I definitely like Dozier. That'll be a popular game. How about, uh, Anthony Rendon against Andrew Cashner? I know Rendon's had a disappointing season, but that's just brought his price down. Would you consider that? Cashner has not been that good. Yeah, I definitely would consider it. It's, uh, you know, a very talented hitter, obviously, as you said, uh, having a disappointing season with the injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like he might be getting back on track. Had a couple good games, uh, then commented to the media that he feels exactly the same as before. So yeah. I don't Good. know if that means Great. he got lucky or was getting unlucky before or what, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, <laughs> not the most encouraging comment he could have made. Yeah, he gets righty on righty, which is, you know, not his best, but he could be okay. I'm mostly betting against uh, Kashner there is mm-hmm. my thought process. Um, I also like Cesar Hernandez getting John Nice. Yep. Uh, he's actually been better against lefties. He's a switch hitter, but prefers lefties. And John Neese is far from overpowering. So I think he could do all right. Um, that's an option for me. If you like Cesar Hernandez, now's a good day for him. Um, and then you can go Colton Wong against Ruby De La Rosa. He's been cold. It's nothing special. Uh, or two guys, uh, from the Mets going into Philadelphia, depending on their eligibility. Daniel Murphy getting Aaron Harang. Will be totally confident and totally fine. And then Kelly Johnson, I'm not sure exactly where he's eligible for you, but uh, I like him just fine too, just getting in on the Phillies and their bullpen. Uh, if he gets in the lineup, it's kind of a crowded Mets lineup now, but it's hot and they should score runs in Philadelphia. Um, do you like Daniel Murphy? And more importantly, do you like Kelly Johnson? Yeah, I like them both. Uh, neither site has Johnson at second base anymore. Okay. Uh, he's 3B outfield on DraftKings and outfield on Vandal. Okay. Yeah, they yeah. moved him around. He's been playing second yep. base for a bit with Duda out. Uh, thanks for being more on top of it than I am. <laughs> yeah, in terms it's, of uh, it's hard to keep track of his positions because of that. Especially uh, if they keep moving him around. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I like him. I like him as a third outfielder, too. I don't think that's crazy at all. Uh, just because Aaron Harang has, you know, regressed and the Phillies bullpen's real bad. Um, do you have any other second baseman you liked? Nope, you've uh, read straight off of my list. Yeah, that's plenty in the late group. Um, how about third base? I only had a handful, but uh, enough to find some picks. How'd you do? Uh, I feel pretty good about what I got. Uh, decent depth, uh, all guys with solid matchups. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting with Josh Donaldson, uh, obviously super expensive. Yeah. Uh, hard to fit into a lineup, but uh, if you can... Uh, Solid, solid park for him at Texas. Uh, Giovanni Guerrero does not you know, dominate by any means. Uh, can definitely put together a big game against him. It's just a, a, a solid matchup. Maybe not so good as I'd like for his price tag. Yeah, it's not perfect, but in a small slate like that, you kind of got to stretch at times. Yeah, you got to pick and choose. And if you, it's one of those situations where if I have the money after picking other positions, I'd use him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, who else you got uh, in the early group? I like Adrian Beltre against uh, Marco Strada on the other side of that matchup. Yeah. Uh, again, kind of kind of a similar situation, but a much more affordable price tag. Uh, you know, I like the 
the player. I like uh, the matchup to some extent. Uh, decent against fly ball pitchers. Uh, should be a, a chance for a home run, uh, multiple hits. Yep. Um, do you like Justin Turner getting Dace Clefani? I do. Uh, it's one of my, I don't want to say favorite picks, but uh, <laughs> from this group, uh, there's uh, not too much to work with in terms of value versus yep. uh, upside. And uh, with that park and... Uh, Usually bat somewhere in the middle of the Dodgers lineup too. Yeah, that uh, works out well for him. Yeah, that's three solid options in that four or five game slate. If I want to dig real deep, um, again, just looking for a body in the Angels lineup. Do you like Caleb Cowart at all? <laughs> uh, I'm not a big fan of his. Uh, don't really see him as a starting major leaguer, but mm-hmm. I can see spotting him in there for today for sure. Yeah, uh, it's just it's. Again, I like it because it's not obvious. I don't think a lot of people are going to pick him. And no, I think he's going to be in a lineup that could score, you know, its share of runs. That would be a punt for sure. But I'll at least consider it if you don't love any of the other options and, and you want to, you know, do more of a big GPP play. You know, if you're going to do one of those big ones with, you know, just four or five games in it, you want someone somewhere that's going to get you points that, you know, nobody else picked. And I would consider it. But uh, you're right. I like, I like Turner the most, I think. But there's nothing wrong with Donaldson or Beltre either. Um, do you have any other options in that early group? Uh, if you're playing on FanDuel, Matt Duffy against Dan Heron's a nice one. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Mike Moustakas against Chris Tillman's also playable. Yeah, both uh, both okay. How about the later group? I uh, got uh, Miguel Sano or Trevor Plouffe against yes. Drew Smiley. Yes, uh, those twins right is. Yeah. Yep. And then... Uh, Matt Carpenter against uh, Ruby De La Rosa and Evan Longoria versus Tommy Malone. Yeah, when you pick, you know, against Ruby, you're just kind of hoping that bad Ruby De La Rosa shows up because <laughs> he's been inconsistent. When he's on, he's pretty good, but then he's sometimes off. Um, yeah. Which is what I had been saying that's about. Homer prone. Yeah, that's what I've been saying about Justin Verlander. But lately, they've been getting good Justin Verlander. Uh, and so if you're picking against Ruby, you know, you gotta hope that he doesn't all of a sudden, you know, turn it on, but there are points to be had there. And I like Carpenter just fine. Yeah. And I like Longoria. Yeah. I like Longoria too. You're right. I had him. He gets a lefty. Uh, the twins and the Rays are kind of similar in that they don't have really any big, strong left-handed bats that I like when they get righties, but then they're kind of sneaky good when they get lefties. Um, yeah. And and the Rays have a number of guys I like against the lefties, including Longoria. Probably the best one. So I like him against Tommy Malone, for sure. Um, that was pretty well my list, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's stealing off my list this time. Yeah, so there there's four good options in the evening game. Three of them from the same game, but that's okay. Out of a five, six-game slate. Um, how about shortstop? Were you able to find some options you like at shortstop? Uh, it's... A- some stretches. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the top of the list for the early slate, uh, just based on talent more than anything else, Troy Tulowitzki against Gallardo. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a huge fan of the matchup. Tulowitzki's not really hitting that well lately, mm-hmm. uh, aside from a couple late-inning uh, heroics in the uh, last couple games. Yeah. Uh, other than that, he's been on an extended slump. Uh, so hopefully he's turning the corner. Uh if you you got the money to pay for him, he's only forty two hundred on DraftKings. Uh, similarly priced on uh, FanDuel, thirty eight hundred. Yeah. So he he's affordable today, and that's a plus when yeah. he usually isn't. And being in that lineup can always mean big things. Yep. Other guys, uh, more punts than uh, guys you can feel confident about. 
Jimmy Rollins against Dave Sclafani up yeah. in uh, Cincinnati, and then uh, Eric Ibar against Randy Wolf. I have Ibar because if I would consider Caleb Coward, I've got to consider <laughs> Eric Ibar. Yeah. And and yeah, again, I, I just I see the Angels doing bad things. Not just Randy Wolf, who I'm down on, but that bullpen is, is ready to give up runs. I feel like, and it's going to be a challenge today. So uh, I like that. Um, would you consider, and this is in that, that Giants Chicago game, I mean, go Brandon Crawford. If he's back, he's been hurt. He might not be back in time. Um, or even Starling Castro is a very deep fade against Madison Bumgarner. He's trying to show signs of life and he likes to hit lefties. Um, that's very deep. It's not going to be popular, but would you ever consider that? Uh, I would. And, uh, point I wanted to bring up, uh, I usually like to, especially in like a, three to five game slate, uh, go against the best pitcher mm-hmm. with the stack. Uh, just, uh, give yourself an opportunity to differentiate if you do well. And, uh, when there's only a few games, you don't even necessarily have to really spike that, uh, that lineup. Uh, like a couple weeks ago, uh, there's a small stack and Felix Hernandez just completely blew it. And mm-hmm. if you had that, uh, if you had that play then, you would have made a ton of money. But even if he just gives up three runs, uh, you have a chance to you know, do all right with those guys. Yeah, because a lot of people are banking on him giving up no runs. They have to right. spend that amount of budget on it. So, yeah, I could see that for sure. If you're in that early group, you know, Bumgarner is the ace that sticks out. And mm-hmm. other than Granky, you know, yeah, Granky's going to be Bumgarner and Granky are your two fade mm-hmm. options today for the early group. Yep, so you could pick some reds against Granky too, and you would not be crazy. Whether it's Votto and Bruce are probably best, or if you're trying to find a tough situation like third or shortstop, you know. The reds have options there. Uh, kind of a surprisingly bad offense, given how much talent they have. Yeah, uh, it doesn't really add up to me, especially yeah. with that park, too. They should be just producing a lot more runs than they do. Yeah, um, but yeah, I could see that. So uh, I wrote... Starlin Castro, who's kind of finding his way back in the lineup and hits lefties, so would not be insane if he at least scraped together something against Bumgarner. Um, you have any other short stops in the early group? Uh, that's it for me. Okay, how about the late group for you? Um, another three picks uh, for the late group. Kettle Marte's batting leadoff for the Mariners. I wrote him down too. What can you tell me about him other than they like him and he runs? He, he's yeah, he runs. Uh, he, he can. He's, he's not really a guy who's too exciting, to be honest. I mm-hmm. uh, don't know if he's a long-term leadoff guy, but he might be. Uh, the issue I think I see is uh, I don't know how high of an average he'll maintain, hopefully uh, above 280 at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be probably a minimum if he wants to lead off uh, you know, long-term. Yeah. Um, like you say, he's got speed, and that's his uh, real standout tool as an offensive player. And he's going up against Carlos Rodon, who's looked better yeah. lately, but yeah. it still has control problems. And even if he can't hit real well average-wise, you know, uh, Marte could walk, could certainly get on base, and that's all you want from a guy you're looking to run, yeah? Yep, yep, just need him to get on base, have the opportunity to steal a bag or two. Yep. Um, I wrote down, and I really had to squint hard for this one, Alexei Ramirez on the other side gets thrown in a Salias. And as bad that as... that one down, too. I never pick Ramirez, but I did today. <laughs> yeah, as bad as he's been this year, he has been better against lefties, and he's another guy that can run. And that, God, the Mariners' bullpen has fallen apart so quickly. Oh, yeah. It's just gotten real ugly real quick, and I don't expect Elias to throw eight innings or anything. So 
Um, I like Alexei okay. I think the obvious pick uh, in the evening slate for shortstop is Jung Ho Gung. Yes. going to get Justin Nicolino. Um, you're picking obvious, you're picking the popular one, but there's a reason for that. He gets a lefty, and he's, you know, very capable. Uh, and so I could see that. The only downside is in Miami, but compared to some of the other guys, I like that. Any other shortstops you had? Uh, you know, that was my list, but I, I feel like it's the 100th episode, and we should just mention Johnny Peralta, because we always yes. do. Yes, <laughs> yes, we should. And, I mean, he's he gets Ruby De La Rosa. Yes. I feel like the joke is that we mention him every day, but the truth is there are very few pitchers where I'm like, no, 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 he'll be terrible. It's like he <laughs> he almost always has a chance to be fine. You know, he can hit both sides of the plate. He'll do okay. So I'm not scared of him against Ruby De La Rosa. He'll do fine. And then on to the outfield. Where are you starting in the afternoon or in the daytime? Uh, that day slate, for the most part, I'm seeing you know, expensive guys that I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jose Bautista loves ground ball pitchers. Uh, he's up against Gallardo. Mm-hmm. Love that pick today if you can fit it into your lineup. Yeah. Uh, Mike Trout might be playing a little banged up, but he loves fly ball pitchers over a thousand OPS against them. He's got Randy Wolf. Uh, yeah. Also very good against left-handed pitchers. Yeah, that's uh, the so place where if that. I yeah, like I said, big on Angels at Randy Wolf if you can afford him. You know that that's number one for me. Yep. What I'd be doing, uh, and. I'm always hesitant to give away uh, exactly what my strategy is going to be, but I'm probably going to be playing a Bautista and Trout lineup, and then uh, some fades against uh, like Zach Greinke, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, hoping for the best uh, with the Reds, hoping they can get a few runs across. I can see that. Would you go Jay Bruce, maybe? Yeah, uh, maybe Jay Bruce. Uh, Votto's probably not cheap enough to really work with the strategy, but I might try it, especially if I get a cheap enough pitcher. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, someone like Eugenio Suarez, even. Yep. Uh, you can go Andre Ethier, also at Dace Clefani, yep. if you're just looking for a Dodger to produce in Cincinnati. Um, I had Trout. I also wrote Cole Calhoun at Randy Wolf. Um, yeah, partly as a fade, also, because it's a lefty on lefty. He doesn't prefer mm-hmm. to hit Randy Wolf, you know. But I don't expect Randy Wolf to go deep into the game. And then you got Calhoun against the Tigers outfield. Uh, and also, I think Randy Wolf's bad enough. It wouldn't shock me if, you know, Cole Calhoun could hit him. So right. I like him because he's going to be unpopular. That's my Yeah, own. I like that as well. It's a, a sneaky play with plenty of upside. Yeah, that's my my personal fade is still sticking with uh, an angel, but going with one that's, you know, less likely to be popular. Um, and then picking it, and you gotta make sure he gets in there because they like to, you know, use their platoons in the outfield, yep. which means they, they acquired a dozen of them at the trade deadline. Yeah. <laughs> um, it could be David Murphy, who I like okay. Uh, it could be Shane Victorino, who they got basically to play against lefties. And if right. they go to use him, that's fine. That's a sneaky pick. And even if you don't love Shane Victorino, I like him well enough to hit the Tigers. I think he's capable of that. So um, if I could confirm that he's in the lineup, I'm going to consider uh, Shane Victorino also. And then I also wrote J.D. Martinez against Matt Shoemaker. It's righty on righty, but he's simply capable. And it's not mm-hmm. like I think the Angels are going to shut down the Tigers. I think they're going to hit runs you know, against them, but I don't think they're going to shut them down. So, yeah. Martinez uh, is always one of the top plays, and Shoemaker's been a little homer prone this year. Yeah. Um, how about the late slate? Where were you going? Plenty of options in that late group. Uh, we got uh, the Mets stack against Harang. 
Jonas Espedes, uh, Curtis Granderson, Michael Conforto, and Kelly mm-hmm. Johnson, whatever combination of those they use, mm-hmm. uh, they're all viable against Haran. Yeah, um, I agree. Got a couple pirates uh, that really stand out, Andrew McCutcheon and Starling Marte. Yes, I like those Justin a lot. Nicolino. Yes, I'm in on that. Yep, uh, no, no reason not to be if you can afford it. That's yeah. the uh, limiting factors. They're both pricey. How about uh, Josh Harrison? Again, I'm not sure if he's an outfielder, but and I'm not positive he makes it in the lineup, but he likes to hit lefties as well. Would yeah, you... he does. Uh, as I recall, his rehab assignment was like something atrocious, like one for 25 or mm-hmm. some such terrible numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, could, could be wrong on that, but uh, yeah. I want to see him hitting advice? first before I start spending money on him in DFS. I could see that. That's very fair. Uh, I'd be a little conservative there. I like the Nationals getting Kashner. Um, again, really just kind of picking against him, but there's nothing wrong with if you want to spend the money on Bryce Harper and Denard Span is back. Yep. And he's not going to light the world on fire either, but he's, he's all right, you know, and if you think the Nationals can score against the Padres, and I do, I could see an option there. Um, I think another really popular pick, uh, in the late slate is going to be Nelson Cruz and Carlos oh, yeah. Rodon. Just cause Cruz is outstanding. He's on fire. He's hitting homers and he likes lefties and Rodon has the struggles. So, uh, I, I think if you want to go there, you'll, you'll be joining a lot of other people, but you're not crazy. And on one hand, while it's good to get unpopular picks and try and avoid uh, where everybody else is, at the same time, you don't want to be left out in the rain when everybody else gets points from Nelson Cruz going off and you didn't, you know, get in there. So um, I-, I could see that. And then, you know, we talked about Mark Trumbo um, also getting in there. And I've always described Mark Trumbo as the cheaper, crappier DFS option compared to Nelson Cruz. But they're kind of similar. Just one's a lot better. Um, so I like that. Um, and even Franklin Gutierrez, if he gets in, yeah. but he, his playing time has been pretty inconsistent, but he likes to hit lefties and he had been good. So yeah, they seem to get him in against all the lefties. Yeah. So he would be an option, um, against Rodon as well. Uh, who else do you like in the outfield? Uh, there's, uh, Jason Hayward against Ruby De La Rosa. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, standard platoon matchup and uh, good park for power. Uh, Hayward mm-hmm. obviously doesn't hit a ton of home runs, but he can, and uh, especially when you're playing a place like Chase Field. Yep, and he can uh, run too. Yes, yeah. yeah. There's there's many ways that Hayward can produce uh, count based by walks even. Uh, so he's a nice high floor guy. Yep, yep. Uh, there's David Peralta on the opposite side of that matchup against Carlos Martinez, and mm-hmm. if you're gonna pick on Carlos Martinez, it's with left-handed hitters. Yep. Yeah, that, that's about the only way to get at him. Um, last name I had was Avisel Garcia against Ronis Luis. He's mm-hmm. been okay against lefties. Yeah. He's, he's not amazing, but he's certainly better than he is against righties. And I'm just picking on the Mariners and their terrible bullpen. Um, and I think Garcia could be okay there. Don't, yep. don't love it. Not a, not a slam dunk, but I could see points there for sure. Um, uh, anybody else for you in the outfield? Yeah, I got a few more, and okay. uh, we, we got a couple to jump back to on the early slate, too. Uh, okay. But finishing up the late group, uh, Aaron out there and uh, Jeff Francoeur against John Neese. Okay, uh, yeah. Both with the platoon advantage, both home run fr- threats that are cheap. Uh, you got uh, Tory Hunter and Byron Buxton against Drew Smiley. Okay. And then uh, opposite side of that, Brandon Geyer against Tommy Malone. Okay, yeah, some definitely some deeper picks in that Minnesota uh, and Tampa Bay game, but I could see that. 
Uh, Buck's in a, still kind of figuring out where he's useful and what exactly yeah. he's going to do. But he has he the is, talent. He is the leadoff hitter, so that's uh, a point in his favor. Mm-hmm. And he's consistently number one. But like you said, we could see the Twins producing against uh, a lefty in Tampa Bay. So yep. I, I like him there for sure. Um, and then who do you have in the early slate before I cut you off and moved on? A couple uh, decent mid-tier plays, uh, Shin Shu Chu and then Will Venable likes fly ball pitchers. Yeah. Uh, that's up against Marco Estrada mm-hmm. in Texas. Uh, both of them are home run threats today. And then uh, Adam Jones and Gerardo Parra against Jordano Ventura. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really home run threats, obviously, in Kansas City, but uh, both the guys can uh, put together three, four hit games on uh, good days. Yeah. Uh, so there's multiple ways they can produce for you. And I know we always talk about how it's hard to pick against uh, the Royals because the bullpen is so good if guys get knocked out. And then yesterday, Johnny Cueto had a rare bad game, and in out of the bullpen came uh, Jeremy Guthrie, who quickly gave <laughs> up a bunch of runs. So it's not a complete bullpen top to bottom. It, it is good. But, you know, if you're lucky, uh, you get one of the, the bad guys that comes in after the, the starter's been washed out. It can, can happen. It's possible. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. They also got a little turmoil at the back end of that bullpen. Uh, mm-hmm. Greg Holland's dealing with a stiff arm, I believe, is the uh, public diagnosis, uh, mm-hmm. whatever that actually is. Uh, he's been not Greg Holland this year. Uh, yeah. Definitely just a uh, much worse reliever. Uh, walk rate's the main problem. Mm-hmm. And then uh, giving up too many hits. And uh, Wade Davis has pitched very well. I almost expect them to make a switch before the end of the season just yep. so they're lined up for the playoffs. Yep. Yeah, I saw a really insane quote uh, quoted from Andy McCullough, Royals uh, reporter, talking about how they asked if Holland was ready to go in, and he said only if there was a save situation. Like, he only <laughs> wants to come in if he's getting the save. And it's one of those weird pitcher mentalities, and you hear about it sometimes, and relievers can be obsessed with that. But he yeah. did not want the ball unless he had a save opportunity. Uh, okay, yeah, that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. Um <laughs> Separate podcast. Yeah. All right. And then uh, pitchers, what, what did you have in mind on kind of a confusing day, kind of a tough day? Where are you looking at on the mound? You know, that, that early slate is pretty ugly for pitchers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, we mentioned Zach Granke and Madison Bumgarner, the obvious choices at the top of the field. Yeah, and they're both uh, fine. Yeah, they're both fine. Uh, after that, you're really going to have to throw the dice somewhere. Yeah. Uh, gamble that Chris Tillman has a good outing against the Royals, or maybe Matt Shoemaker makes a good return. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all, uh, here, I'm looking at DraftKings right now, and they're all average between 12 and uh, Randy Wolf's the highest at 14.4 points yeah. in his one outing. Uh, so <laughs> they're pretty uh, low ceiling uh not really even high floor guys. Uh, yeah. They could all implode. My favorite might be Marco Estrada, who, again, has been okay, but has his downsides if the ball is going to leave the park, you know? Right. And it's not a great matchup at all. Um, again, you're hoping he can keep Prince Fielder in check with the ground ball, fly ball thing, and Rugnet Odor's out, and that helps. Um, and he's just plain decent. Also, he's, you're hoping that his insane offense behind him can propel him right. to a win. Um, That's... That's the main point behind that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't love it, but I think it's much less of a disaster than, you know, Randy Wolf, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you got, you got to have some uh, stones to p- pick Randy Wolf today. Yeah. 
It would be an ultimate fade. If you did that, you'd want to do it in some sort of crazy GPP where it could mm-hmm. mean huge things for you. Um, how about the late group? Were there more than you liked? Yes, there's definitely more to pick from with the late crew. Uh, top of the pool, Garrett Cole and Carlos Martinez. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cole's up against the Marlins. Uh, gotta love that matchup in Miami. That's, yeah, uh, super, super obvious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Weak lineup. Cole's just so good. Park's great for him. Uh, doesn't, doesn't get too much better than that. Uh, Martinez has it slightly harder in that the Diamondbacks actually have uh, a semblance of an offense, mm-hmm. uh, a couple threats to avoid, and uh, a good park for power and hits. Uh, so there's a little more to avoid in that one. Uh, mm-hmm. They're still super talented and uh, could put together a big night. Yep. And a few bargains that are uh, you know, pretty viable. Uh, Carlos Rodon's actually not really a bargain, but uh, he pitched very well against the uh, Mariners the last time he faced them in Seattle. Yep. Uh, don't see any reason why he can't repeat the feat today in uh, Chicago. Yeah, he's been uh, better lately. Better park. Yeah, he, he's kind of reeling it in and getting yeah, better he, lately. You, you got to look at him as a very volatile pick. Uh, yeah. so playing a cash game, no, don't go with him because uh, the floor is like negative production. Right. But if you're playing GPP, he's right up there with uh, Martinez and Cole in terms of ceiling. Yep, those strikeouts make him really interesting. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I also don't mind Joe Ross against the Padres. Yeah, uh, I like that. DC. Yep. Uh, He's pitched very well at home, and that's uh, the main thing going on there. Uh, Yep. And the Padres. Sneaky expensive on DraftKings, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, Over 10,000 there. Would you consider John Neese going to Philadelphia? Yes, that is the one other name that I have down. Yeah. And uh, you're just you're playing for a win and a quality start. Yeah, not a lot of strikeouts there. That's that's more of a cash game play where you just need yeah. to get some points to, to bank. And uh, I could see that okay, uh, trying to get, go against the Phillies who don't have a ton of great bats that hit lefties. Not none, any to be real excited about. We tried to dig for them. And there's, you know, you can squint and see it. But, yeah, I see them doing well. Um, and then I also had Ruby Day the Roast against Cardinals just because they're kind of banged up. But I don't love that either. They're, they're better options. I like Joe Ross if you don't want to spend the money on Cole or Martinez. And then I like Rodon if you're feeling lucky. Um, so there's some options in that late slate for sure. Different ways to go. Um, okay. Well, that should about do it for us for our 100th episode. I wish we were a bit cleaner of an episode, but it's just a weird slate and some weird <laughs> pitching pairings. And, uh, we got to get creative. And I think some guys might make us look really smart today. And then a handful of them will make us look really dumb. But, um, but we have a chance of some, some sneaky homers to keep an eye out for today, which is cool. Um, Brad, you got anything before we get out of here? No, not really. Uh, weather's cooperating. I uh, shouldn't have any uh, delays or anything like that today. Uh, cool. So go ahead and pick what you want. Well, Brad is on Twitter at Baseball A-Team, and he's writing and tweeting about DFS all the time. Uh, that's a good follow for this stuff. Uh, I'm on Twitter at HigginsFOS, uh, tweeting mostly about uh, things I see watching baseball, and then uh, this this podcast is what I'll be tweeting about. But um. Yeah, thanks to Brad and also to Matt for helping me with this crazy project of doing a, a daily fantasy baseball podcast. But so far, so good. We've had a lot of fun doing it, and I uh, hope you guys are enjoying it, too. So head over to our new iTunes page. We got our own feed, obviously, 
And uh, it's looking a little bare in terms of ratings and reviews. So let us know what you think. Uh, I just need some stuff written up there so it doesn't look brand new. It's like a brand new apartment that has like one <laughs> chair in it. Needs needs something on the wall. So uh, yeah, if you uh, like the show, leave us a review and let us know what you think over there. That should do it for us, uh, for Brad and for Matt. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com slash fantasy, or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.